1: Back to the official SEC Slow Smoke podcast. I think this is week 11 or 12 preview. I'm not sure. It's 12. Week 12. Depressing as hell. Yeah, it is depressing. We only have,
2: what, like three more games left in regular season for each team. Uh, It's not so so sad when your team sucks, though. When your team sucks, it's, you know, it it doesn't suck as bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let me finish introducing myself here, Holt. I am Alex, the host. Joined by the depressed Mississippi State fan, Holt Smash, who uh, is, I guess, depressed, but maybe not as depressed as he could have been uh, had Mississippi State been been better this year in football. Um, and then also, Mr. J.B. Brooks, who is uh, on the up and up because Tennessee's on the up and up. J.B., you doing all right right now? I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually even more happy tonight after John Morant proved
3: himself to be uh, a future star with his uh, first clutch
1: play of his glorious career that he's about to have. Oh, it's matched. Does anybody care about NBA on the show?
2: Um, well, first of all, um, yes, both of y'all care. Uh, to answer your question, I guess, correctly, I don't really care about the NBA too much. But I do like the Grizzlies. But I thought the T was silent. I thought it was John Moran. Let's think- make that up.
1: No, it's, I mean, I think it's technically morant, but I don't think anybody says it.
2: Uh, So, yeah, for some reason, I was saying the T was on this whole time.
1: Also, he's on a first-name basis. I know most people just call him Ja unless you're actually calling the game where you say Morant, Morant does this, Morant did that. But to do a little um, fact-checking, JB, it was his first game winner, I guess, but his first true clutch play was blocking Kyrie for their first – I don't know if that was a win, but it was against Brooklyn. I think it was a win. They did win that game, yeah. But this is – well, let's specify. This was
3: his first game winner. I mean, if you saw that replay, I mean, that was incredible what he was
1: able to do on that last shot. I did, in fact, see it. Um, he, uh, do you think he could win Rookie of the Year? JB with Zion out for the first two months. Um, that's, I mean, I'd say he's definitely the front runner. I mean, it just
3: depends, you know, Zion can come back and be healthy and be productive.
1: I'm not. I mean, this this could be like a joke in a few years, but or sound like a joke in a few years. But I'm not as high on Zion as everybody else is. He did he definitely had a strong preseason though? It kind of removed a little bit of my doubts that he won't be able to perform in the NBA, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm
3: definitely not I'm definitely not as high on Zion, but I will tell you something I am high on, and that's
1: the yeah. LSU Tigers. Segway? Mm, Segway. Nope. Holt Smash, are you are you upset? I mean, I guess you're not upset, but could you could you be upset if you're an Alabama fan that you're fifth and not
2: fourth in the playoff ranking right now? I mean, honestly, if you think about it, it's really not a bad spot to be in. I mean, I, I sort of wouldn't be too worried if I were them. I think if they went out – we were talking about this last night. I think if Alabama wins out, as long as uh, Georgia doesn't win the SEC championship game, I still think they have a good shot to get in. Um, and also assuming that Minnesota and Baylor don't finish undefeated, which I don't think they will. Um, but I think as long as Georgia doesn't – you know, I mean, if Georgia loses this weekend even, then I think Alabama's in a great position. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy to say they could be pulling for Auburn this week, but they, they really could be.
1: JB, my favorite SEC scenario played out right now is um, Georgia runs a table and beats LSU in the SEC championship. Then you have LSU <laughs> – and Georgia and Alabama, all with one loss. Obviously, at that point, Alabama would be left out, but it would be fun, especially if there were other uh, Power Five teams with more than one loss.
3: It sure would be fun, but in that scenario,
1: Georgia definitely gets in. LSU stays in, and you're
3: looking at probably Georgia and LSU being the three and four seeds.
1: That you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think they would ever put two conference teams against each other in the semifinal. I mean, it could happen, but I just don't – I don't think they would let it happen. Probably not, but unless the strategy was to try to keep them both out of the championship game. But, cool. I
3: mean, right now, Georgia, you know, they control their destiny. All they got to do is win out, including the SEC championship, and they're in. LSU, I mean, they as long as they go undefeated into Atlanta, they're going to be in the playoff no matter what happens in Atlanta.
1: Hold. do you get mad when – the committee or whoever powers that be uh, decide that a loss against a number one ranked <laughs> LSU team is worse than losing to a unranked South Carolina team. And to give you a little bit more context, obviously Georgia has more top five wins, but I just, it, it happens in uh, college basketball with the uh, March madness in the tournament bracket, but it seems like the, committee playoff committee for both sports always value big wins over bad losses.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's really what it's coming down to. I mean, at the end of the day, Alabama just doesn't have a great win. And I think that's kind of what's holding them back right now. I mean, you know, obviously Georgia has a win over Florida, a win over Notre Dame. And, you know, that's way better than anything Alabama has. I mean, yeah, the loss in South Carolina at home definitely hurts. Um, (laughs) You know, it's definitely a bad loss. But at the same time, you got to go out and win games, too. It's not just about looking good in
1: losses. If Oklahoma wins this week against an undefeated Baylor team, Holt, will they jump all the way up to number six or number five? And do they I don't sure? believe
2: so. I don't believe so. Because I think, number one, the committee isn't valuing Baylor that high anyway. Um, and then second of all, um obviously the loss to Kansas State is really bad. And then Oklahoma just hasn't really looked that great. I mean, they, you know, should they could have easily lost to Iowa State last week. Um, they just haven't been, like, a great team since the first half of the season. I mean, it just seems like ever since the Texas game, they've kind of just, you know, melded in for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, we thought their defense was fixed. We thought that they were going to be solid on defense this year, um, you know, after um, the first few games. And, you know, the last few games it's right back to what we expected before the season and what we saw last year, which is just a really uh, bad defense that can't really stop anybody. That is correct. Are we
1: still – is everybody forgetting about Jalen Hurts and the Heisman talk now, Holt?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think, honestly, like he's not even the biggest Heisman candidate on his team, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago after the Texas game, but I think C.D. Lamb actually deserves a little bit more Heisman uh, credibility than his uh, than his quarterback. But that being said, I, I do love me some Jalen Hurts. I just think C.D. Lamb is an absolute monster. But deserving
1: versus actually giving the recognition is different. I don't think any. I think people recognize he's good, but I don't think anybody's recognizing him as let's uh, let's put him up in the Heisman talk. Well, they should if they listen to this podcast, they would. Should J.B. should Chase Young be in the Heisman talk as well? <clears throat> sure, but um, yeah, so that's you know, a no,
3: that's a no JV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not for defense. I mean, I guess you know I can't discriminate defensive players, but I mean, come on, man, this is Joe Burrow's Heisman race right now. I mean, it's this is Joe Burrow's world, and we're all living in it.
2: I do wish they would give more love to defensive players. It's supposed to be the most outstanding player, not the most outstanding quarterback. Like I just sometimes I just wish that like defensive players would get a little more love. Obviously, in sue I thought like had a real argument to win the Heisman that one year. And uh, another one that, like, now a lot of people talk about and didn't get a lot of recognition at the time, but uh, Adoree Jackson a few years ago, um, the year that Lamar Jackson won the Heisman, I believe, um, I thought, like, he had a really outstanding year and really deserved a lot more uh, credit than um, he got, like, for the Heisman. So I, I would like to see people maybe give some more love to defensive players. I don't know why it has to be, like, a quarterback award.
1: Was Desmond Howard the last defensive player? And I don't even know if he's considered true defensive because he's more of like special teams than anything.
2: Uh no, Desmond Howard was a receiver. Um Charles Woodson might be who you're thinking of. Was the uh, only defensive player to everyone that has been. But they're both it, in Michigan though. Yeah, true that.
1: Um let's see what was I going to say? Um another question. Oh yeah. So we talked about Chase Young, but Um, I think Justin Fields would get an invite to the Heisman ceremony before Chase Young would. And even then, I still think uh, Justin Fields is still in the race. I know JB said Joe Burrow is, like, going to win it for sure. But um, Justin Fields has a couple big games coming up with Michigan and Penn State towards the end of the year here. And he's put up some great numbers. So, I mean, if he has a strong showing against those two teams, I don't know. I I think Fields could still win it.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing, though, is, like, Fields' numbers really haven't been, like, outstanding. I mean, he's actually, like, middle of the pack in the Big Ten. Um, But as you said, you know, being a quarterback for a a really good team and a really efficient offense is definitely going to get you a lot of recognition. And he's got two really big games coming up. And if he plays really well in those two games, and if LSU manages to, like, lose the game somewhere, um, especially if Joe Burrow has, like, a really bad game, Um, then I can definitely see Fields jumping up a little bit. But, um, you know, honestly, like as JB said, I mean, it's pretty much Joe Burrow and everybody else right now. But um, if you look at like the Heisman track record, um, usually the odds on favorite for most of the year uh, usually doesn't win it. But I think it's pretty late in the season, and I I just don't see how uh, Burrow is going to lose it unless he just completely messes up.
1: We need to start the campaign for Chase Young and our boy China Hubbard from Oklahoma State because he's he's put up some great numbers too. And he's not gonna even get invited just because Oklahoma State's not good enough.
2: I feel like Lynn Bowden should be invited just based on principle. <laughs> just an exciting player all around. Yeah, I mean, just fa- he's had to play quarterback and he like can't throw the ball at all. And they haven't been like terrible. So I feel like that's pretty impressive. He's got like a couple 200 yard rushing performances this year. I'm like, dude, give the guy some love.
1: He's a beast. JB, do we have an update on the Arkansas coaching search since the last time this podcast was done? Uh, no
3: updates that I know of, but, you know, that uh, Hunter Yerchek is definitely, you know, uh, going through his list, and uh, he'll be conducting interviews, I'd imagine, you know, soon, within, you know, the next week or two. I I, I think they'd probably like to have a coach in place, uh, you know, probably around SEC Championship weekend, probably, you know, before then. You know, I I don't know who the coach will be, but, you know, it'll be – I think they definitely have a
1: chance to uh, get a decent hire this go-around. Um, if if I had to <laughs> sit you down, JB, and force you to pick who the Arkansas coach would be next year, who would you guess? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough <laughs> one, but you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Gus
3: Malzahn because I think Gus Malzahn's going to get fired from Auburn, and I think he's going to get a quick turnaround and – and take the Arkansas job. I just think that's what's going to happen.
1: Gus Malzahn, and then who's going to be the Auburn coach? We can just do this all day, actually. Uh, well, I'm not
3: going to, you know, speculate on the Auburn coach. I'm just – because that that's not even an opening yet. But I'm just I'm just going with uh, Malzahn being the coach at Arkansas because I think
1: that uh, – Urban Meyer. There you go, Urban Meyer. You know, that funny. I didn't tell you all, but on the way to Memphis last weekend, which is very early in the morning – I was and it was it was Saturday morning, so I was listening to some random sports talk in Alabama, and the whoever was leading was like, I guess I'm assuming very misin, uh, misinformed or was not serious, but he was talking about like, oh, uh, could Florida who's Florida State going to hire? Are they going to get a they going to get a, what about old Jeremy Pruitt? Do you think they can get him?
2: <laughs> I well, I mean, he was their defensive coordinator, I guess, for one year, but. Yeah, they they
1: said that, and they said something about, like, well, he did he did play there, and I was like, oh, I guess, like, I like I was about to go look it up for a second. I was like, did he actually play
2: there? No, he played at Alabama. Um,
1: yeah. I was like, maybe I'm wrong. And then, like, I started to, like, slowly, slowly lose respect and I, had to, I had to change the channel. But uh, Florida State would be enough.
2: Well, I mean, not everyone can be as well-informed as SEC Sports my podcast. I mean, I feel like we hold up to a pretty high standard here. Yeah, they – um Even though you thought Desmond Howard played defense. I,
1: I mean, he, he has – um I always picture him doing the interception return for touchdown, but
2: dude, it's a punt return. It's a
1: punt return where he does the pose. I wasn't. uh, Let me make sure I wasn't alive. Was I alive during this time? Barely. Forty-nine years old. So thirty years ago. Yep. So I don't know if I was JB. You know what? It may have been right before I was born when he made that pose. He he was drafted in ninety-two. So man, it's yeah. I was alive. It's closed. I yeah, I, I, I was closed. definitely alive. you definitely were, but I don't know if I I probably was, but um, can't can't hate a hate a dude for uh, not remembering that. Um, all right, so football this week: good games, bad games in the SEC, um, around the country. They got the game day game with Baylor and Oklahoma. <laughs> um, another good game. I'm kind of excited for the Iowa Minnesota game. Um, Minnesota's coming off that big win against Penn State and. Um, according to JB, I was going to st- still get into the playoffs somehow. So I'm excited. Excited to talk about that one later on in the show. Um, I will let y'all know before we start talking about football that I did, in fact, try the Popeye's chicken sandwich on Sunday. And it was good, but still no Chick fil A. I agree. Also, Also, they didn't have any pickles there. And I, and I should have known that
2: they weren't Chick fil A at that point. It was. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I feel like if Popeyes made, like, the perfect sandwich and, like, everything was perfect, that it would be, like, actually pretty close to Chick fil A. But Chick fil A is just so much more reliable. Like, you just know, like, you're going to get good service there. You know, they're not going to be running out of shit. Like, it's just, it's just, like, a solid, like, experience. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about, like, you know, having to wait in line for, like, 30 minutes and then. You know, take forever for them to bring your food and then there's something missing. And then, like, you know, like the last time I went, like, uh, the bun was like really cold for some reason, which I mean, it wasn't like too bad, but like, it's just one of those like, little things where it's just like, man, like, Chick fil A would never let this happen. Absolutely not. Have y'all tried the mobile order yet in, in the store? At Popeyes?
1: No, 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 no. At Chick fil A.
2: Oh, duh. Dude, I've been, oh, man, I've, I've been, been on it. Ben's on that. Where you been? i guess i'm behind the times my favorite well thing that's what like that's why i was so surprised when you asked that i was like pop has a delivery thing because i just yeah. assumed the chick-fil-a was like, like oh, what are
1: this. you right alex i had this conversation with you almost a year ago about you using the chick-fil-a app and you said you use it well no, no 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 i i've had the chick-fil-a app for rewards but i've never done mobile order because like usually it's like i'm not that much of a time crunch but now it's kind of like fun to like have a little fuck you moment for all the people that are like inside waiting in that long ass line because yeah, I'll, what I'll do is, and let me finish here. I'll just go inside and like go sit down and order from my phone, and I just watch at what point the the person that I would have been behind when do they get their food or when do they get done ordering? When do I get my food? It's it's so awesome. I know maybe I'm behind the times. I guess from doing that, but you are. It,
3: you're a little behind the times and also you're not even uh, doing it the most efficient way. You got to put your order in and like send it in right as you park your car. And before you even walk inside.
1: Yeah, I could, but I kind of, I kind of enjoy um, sitting, sitting down and doing it. It's kind of fun to see a little experiment, but I could, yeah. you're right. I've done that once I think,
2: but are uh, you going to do like, like some analysis and like give like a hypothesis and like all, all that scientific shit? You can yeah. make like graph and shit.
1: Yeah, you know, as as nerdy as I can be, and I do love some uh, some math and some like statistics and all that stuff. Um, I did do the same science fair project like three years in a row, which was like um, I did I did two different ones in my life. I think I did. How long does it take mold to grow on bread? And um, which which battery lasts the longest?
2: Was it the Energizer Bunny? You
1: would think, but it was actually Duracell. And I don't know, a lot has probably changed since the like um, late nineties, early two thousands, but it was Duracell at the time. Yeah, well I hope Duracell
2: pays us for the free advertisement.
1: Well, I mean this is SEC slow smoke brought to you by Chick-fil-A, Duracell and Central Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> we're we doing big things. I mean, that's I, I just want to just shout out to our sponsors letting us get that nice free stay in Destin, Florida earlier this year. Uh, yes, I to- say. Central doesn't have to pay us; they just
0: get some
2: free food. we am down for that.
1: Yeah, all that. Um, there's a barbecue place that opened up right across the street that I'll um, I'll talk about when I actually try it, uh, probably next podcast. But there is football, Holt. Um, Holt. Um, how long do you think we can talk about this Mississippi State Alabama game where it'll actually be interesting to other people?
2: Um, I mean, I guess it just depends on whether Tua plays or not. I mean, I think if Tua plays, Alabama probably wins by fifty. If he doesn't play, they probably win by, like, 17 or 20. So. This is a fun game to pick because fun.
1: it's uh, the line's 19, and that's probably, like, what Vegas is saying is that yeah. they could buy more, but they're not sure about two or not.
2: Yeah, well, they're saying he's going to be a game-time decision. Um, I mean, honestly, if you're I mean you don't need to play him to win the game. But, like, at this point, you know, you start to wonder about, like, style points and things like that. And, um, you know – Maybe they feel like they need to come out and just win like a really big game. And they're just going to try to show up and just put like 50 up and see if they can't uh, just get like a, you know, really large win on the road. Um, And maybe, you know, I guess, I don't know. I guess some style points, whatever I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. You 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 smell what I'm stepping in. Are you
1: actually going to this game hole? I have not
2: decided actually um i'm like very much on the fence i um the guys i usually sit with and tailgate with um and also rent a house with uh two of them aren't gonna be able to make it uh one of them's getting their wisdom teeth out another one i think had like a work conflicts so what a time timing. To get your
1: wisdom teeth out
2: yeah he's like 20 he's older than me he's like 20 like 8 or 29 and he's like just not getting his wisdom teeth taken out but Good
3: timing. I think they just don't want to see them play Alabama.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I was like, I'm pretty sure I would rather get my wisdom teeth taken out again than watch us play Alabama. Yeah,
1: it might it might not be the
2: prettiest thing in the world. But And it, it also is an 11 a.m. game, and then also have to be at work at 9 a.m. on Sunday. So, like, I'm going to have to come back at, like, 5 a.m., so, it, it's, it's going to be a haul, and then we got some people doing some work over here on Friday, so I'm not going to be able to leave until they're done on Friday. So, there's a lot of things holding me back, honestly. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like it's a no for me, dog. Well, I mean, you know what? Like, there's, like, that little bit in me that, like, you know, like, what if, like, Mississippi Stay like, pulled the upset and, like, I like was just sitting on my couch at home, like.
1: Well, hell, um. Kentucky lost to Evansville last night and that was like the biggest upset all time. So like Mississippi State can be number five ranked Alabama, right?
2: Maybe. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I guess anything's possible. I wouldn't like count on it, obviously. Uh, But at the same time, there's like that little bit of hope and, you know, I missed, uh, The Auburn game in 2014 I was not there for that game I missed the Auburn game last year uh, that they won uh, when I was in actually in Destin so I've missed like some some really big wins Um, it kind of makes me think that like maybe I'm bad luck and I should just stay at home I don't
1: know if if y'all asked about it on last podcast but do either of y'all feel cheated uh for last Saturday's games that you missed
2: because of the wedding I mean, I do a little bit, um, you know, like, honestly, like, if Alabama would have just won, like, you know, 38-17 to or something like that, like, I wouldn't have, like, cared at all. But the fact that, like, LSU won and Alabama kind of had, like, the comeback at the end, like, I do feel like I kind of missed out a little bit on that. Yeah. What about you, JB? You missed – you got to see the Tennessee comeback at the end, but –
1: You still miss a lot of football, and I feel like you're the one hurting out of all of us the most about missing a couple games.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely don't like missing games. I've had to miss games, you know, twice this football season due to weddings. But, you know, weddings are over for me this football season, so I don't have any more conflicts, and I will be glued to my couch. Uh, Of course, I won't be glued to my couch at home this Saturday. I'm actually going to be on the beach Saturday, but I actually will be in the condo. My girlfriend will be at the pool all day. I'll be sitting inside watching football.
1: Are y'all going to speak to each other on Saturday? Uh, we will.
3: Uh, apparently our condo overlooks the pool, so I'll be able to, like, uh, wave at her and communicate her that way. <laughs> but I'm just going to be I'm gonna be sitting in the, like, the condo just watching football all day. Like, I'm not doing anything else. And she already understands that and knows that. She's going to be outside at the pool, and I'll be inside watching football.
2: Jamie just, like, casually humble brags that he's going to be, like, on vacation this weekend, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, I Like somehow managed to take that out of, out of that question about like missing games last weekend and turn it, to, turn it <laughs> into, oh, by the way, I'm going down to my condo at the beach this weekend. Oh. Well, you know, um,
1: I, we're going to have to start talking to our our treasurer because I feel like Debbie might be skimming off the top here from Chick-fil-A, Central Barbecue, and Durso. I might be. He might have to uh, audit me soon. Can.
2: Yeah. Just wait yeah. till those expense reports come through.
1: Yeah, they don't lie. They don't lie. We'll get we'll get the SEC after you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Georgia Auburn is the biggest SEC game this week, Holt. Um, is there a chance Auburn can win this game? This game's at Auburn. I don't I feel like everybody's discounting Auburn. Like they're they've already lost this game in Alabama and Gus is already
2: gone from the team. But
1: I think they can still win this game.
2: Yeah, they absolutely can. I mean, doesn't it just seem like every time like Gus Malzahn's about to get fired. He pulls like a big one out of his ass. Like, I mean, you know, you can't help but think about, um, two years ago, uh, Malzahn's in a really similar situation. He ended up beating Georgia and Alabama back-to-back weeks. I don't think he does that this year, but, um, you know, Georgia's offense is, you know, it's been well documented on this podcast and like pretty much all over college football that they're just not explosive this year. They're not a great offense. And I think a lot of that has to do with the, the offense coordinator, but, um, uh, Auburn's defense may be one of the best, if not the best in the country. And going against that offense at home, I think gives them like a really good advantage. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to score much either. Um, you know, Bo Nicks has not necessarily played great against uh, better defenses this year. Um, so I definitely expect this one to be like a really physical, like low scoring game. Um, but I absolutely think Auburn can win this game. I mean, if you, actually, if you look at the ESPN FPI they actually have uh, Auburn is a 52.6% shot to win this game. Um, so, a little bit over 50%. So, uh, I mean, it's still pretty much a toss-up, but slight favor to uh, to Auburn, even though Georgia's favorite in the game by Vegas. JB, do you have a rooting interest in this game at all?
3: No, I have zero rooting interest. I mean, I, I just want to see a good game. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for it, too. I mean, I think Gus Malzahn, I think – I mean, honestly, I think he needs to at least win one of the two games – to save his job, but I think really and truly Auburn management wants him to win both of them. I mean, I just think those are the expectations on the planes, you know, because that's what the expectations they placed on this team last year, you know, after they, you know, brought back Malzahn, you know, at the 11th hour to bring him back another year. I think they're really expecting 10 wins out of this team, and honestly, I think he might have to win both
1: games. I mean, I, I think one
3: game might save his job, but I think,
1: honestly, he might need to win both of them. I'm, I'm for one, am here for the Gus Bus staying in Auburn. I'm, I'm excited to see him win both of these games and figure out a way to stay at Auburn despite everybody wanting him gone halfway through the year.
3: Very well could be. I mean, I'm just, I'm saying there's gonna be a lot of drama on the plains in a few weeks uh, once the season ends. I got a good,
1: line, I got a good tweet in mind if he wins this game or the Alabama game. But yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing is like. I mean, if he loses one of these games, he's going 9-3 against, I mean, good teams. Look, he beat Oregon earlier this year. Oregon's, like, number six, I think, in the playoff. Nobody's remembering that game. Um, they they lost to – who they lose to this year? They lost They to- lost at Auburn – or they
2: lost at Florida and at LSU. I mean, those are yeah. two, like, yeah. understandable yeah. losses. I mean,
3: their schedule is extremely tough. I mean, if they split these two games and finish 9-3, they're going to have impressive wins on their resume that they're definitely going to end up in the New Year's Six if they split these – two games with Georgia and Alabama. So, I mean, it's not a bad season, but you know, the expectations are just through the roof in Auburn, they're expecting to win 10 or 11 games a year just by their, you know, management.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I don't think anyone expected Auburn to be great this year, but I think it's just the fact that they haven't had like a great season, like in a while, it's pretty much been, uh, like they kind of plateaued a little bit as a program and they're just not having like those great years that they're used to having every few years. Um, But, like, you know, yeah, like if you said, they go 9-3 this year, they'd have wins over either Georgia or Alabama plus Oregon. And the only, you know, losses would be to, you know, whichever one they lose between Alabama and and, uh, Georgia, which would be a fine loss. And then at Florida, who's good, at LSU, who's number one in the country. So, I mean, it's hard to put too much blame on Gus Malzahn. I mean, um, you know, I'm not saying he's a great coach or anything, and I think that's kind of why he's on the hot seat is because he's a good coach but not a great coach.
1: Be careful what you wish for Auburn because I feel like it's going to be really hard to find a really good coach that's going to win 10 or 11 games every year. Because I think that's what they're saying with firing Gus on if they do in fact fire. Um, and there's not too many of those coaches that to go around. So it's, I mean, they're literally looking for like a top 10 coach and that's, that's hard to find or pull to your program. So we'll see. Um Anything else in this game? Um, Jamie, can you break down the actual game for me? So, we talked about Auburn's defense. Georgia's defense is good. Um, anything else you want to add to what Holt already said?
3: Um, I mean, just basically my scenario is that this game is going to be decided by uh, which offense can generate, you know, just enough big plays in order to win this game. I think both defenses are going to, you know, bring their A game. I think both. I think it's going to be a really big defensive struggle. I mean, I can see this winner winning by a score like, you know, 16-13, 17-14, maybe no more than 20-17. to 17. I just don't expect a lot of scoring in this one. I think both defenses are going to play really good football. It's going to be, a, you know, like I said, it's going to be controlled by the defenses. I mean, Auburn's defensive line is, I would say, it's the best in the country. Georgia's offense is not that explosive. It hasn't been, It's not as explosive as it has been the last two years, even though they got the best offensive line in the country, arguably the best running back and one of the best quarterbacks in the country. It's ridiculous that they can't be more explosive than they are, but I think i have to agree with hold. It has to be the offensive coordinator. I mean, that's the common denominator and
1: they got to be able to be better on offense. I think do better, do better. Um, other games. Oh, why is Florida only a seven point favor against Missouri?
2: Well, I mean, I think some people are seeing uh, kind of what I've been saying. Um, You know, I think Missouri has uh, maybe another good performance in there somewhere. Um, Obviously, the last few weeks, they have not necessarily played well, and Kelly Bryant's been banged up. But I think Kelly Bryant is expected to play for this game, so that's going to be huge for Missouri. And uh, Missouri won this game pretty handily last year on the road. Obviously, this is a new season and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it's really – you look at the yardage numbers and it's not really that big of a difference. You look at the point total is not a huge difference. Um, I mean, Florida has been slightly better, but not as much as you might think. Um, and obviously Missouri's played great at home as well. So part of me just feels like maybe Missouri has got another really good game in them. Um, and maybe some other people are seeing that as well. But, um, you know, I mean, definitely Florida. It's had a much better season. They're a lot more talented teams, so uh, it'll be, you know, it should be an interesting one for sure. Kind of
1: surprised we haven't got to, like, the really cold games yet. This one's going to be 49 degrees. I think, in essence, Missouri would have to be the coldest place to play, JB. You agree? Or Kentucky, maybe, I guess?
3: Yeah, I would I would have to. It's definitely either, you know, on any given night, it could either be Columbia or Lexington. I mean, they're. I would probably give the edge to Columbia, but, I mean, they're both
1: equally cold places. Really good games, JB. This one's may, maybe not considered a really good game, but I mean, would you really would you want to go see a really good game if it was in thirty degree weather? Uh sure. I mean,
3: I would, you know, have to, you know, suffer through it, you know, but you know, you give me enough layers you know, enough good, you know, cold gear provided by Under Armour and you know, I'll be there.
1: <laughs> S&C slow smoke brought to you by Chick fil A, the offset Barbecue, and Under Armour. <laughs> <No. laughs> just keep on mentioning our brands. Um, whole in a cold, cold game like this. This is only 49 degrees, but let's just move it down to 30 degrees. Says
2: 30 degrees. Are you drinking beer to warm you up? I mean, I don't know about <laughs> warm me up, but maybe just a straight liquor. Yeah, maybe just just cause. Just just cause. I don't know. I don't know. Like. Does alcohol actually make you warmer? I think the, I heard it, that's a myth somewhere. It does. It
1: it's supposed to uh, raise your body temperature. It's supposed to. I haven't I haven't really ever experienced that. But like, I'm trying to think. I've never been like outside I think, in really
3: I think
2: that was on like Mythbusters or something. And, like, well,
1: here's the here's the crazy
3: thing I've heard about alcohol. I don't. I'm sure you remember the Titanic. And apparently there was there Debbie. yeah, yeah. Well, you know about well not remember, but you know about the uh, Titanic. <laughs> and supposedly somebody it was all
2: over the news. <laughs> supposedly,
3: there supposedly there was a passenger that survived the water because the passenger uh, drank a lot of alcohol and they had he had a lot of alcohol in the system to keep his body temperature up and he ended up not catching hypothermia before he could be rescued. So oh, yeah. I
1: guess um, I, I believe that is a true story though. I'm I'm reading I'm reading now. Uh, I, I I googled it and it says Charles John. Joffin, but I'm about to read it afterwards to get a good story on this. It's on Wikipedia, so you can trust it or not, but I'll um I'll look into it afterwards. Um I've never personally been like really drunk and outside of the freezing cold at the same time, so can't um confirm or deny that. But that's really doesn't have any relevance in this Missouri Florida game um, <laughs> <laughs> at all. So we think Florida's going to win this game, even though Missouri beat them last year pretty easily in Gainesville. And we're not going to question this seven-point line too much, right, JB?
3: Um, maybe, maybe not. But I one of, from what I'm hearing, um, looks like Kelly Bryant is going to play this weekend. And you know, and, and here's here's another thing. Like uh, I talked about it in the in the recap, this Missouri team is very trick or treat. They are a treat. When they are at home,
2: do you even listen to me when I talk? I know. What that's what I'm wondering.
1: I'm wondering. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it all. I listened to you.
2: <laughs> all right, continue, JB. Yes,
1: Missouri. <laughs> God dang it, JB. <laughs> well,
3: to put it point blank, I mean Missouri is five and zero at home. They're undefeated at home. All their losses have come on the road. They've been a much better team at home. And supposedly Kelly Bryant is going to play,
1: so I think that line's about right. On the uh, right side of things, Kentucky's playing Vanderbilt, and Kentucky is not the shittiest team in the SEC. You know, we, we were – it was probably like, what, three or four weeks ago maybe? We were all wondering who is, the, in fact, the shittiest team in the SEC. And I think we've – we would say it's Vanderbilt, but Arkansas is probably there now for sure. But um, Vanderbilt's down there, and I think we're all thinking that Kentucky's like one, one – Level of shittiness above or below Vanderbilt? If that makes sense, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Eh, that might was- be that might be all too. But I, I still have a little bit of respect for
3: Kentucky. I still think they're a solid team. I mean, you give them their quarterback back, and they're definitely uh, you know a much better team. I mean, that's Lynn Bowden's doing whatever, you know all he can. You know, and you got to give credit to Mark Stevens for him to you know take his best player on the field and put him in at quarterback. In the, even though he hadn't played quarterback since high school, I mean, I think. I give Kentucky a lot more credit than maybe you two do. I mean, I still like this Kentucky team, and I still think they're going to make it to a bowl. I mean, I would put – I'd say South Carolina is worse than they are, and I would even say Ole Miss is worse than uh, Kentucky. I mean, I still like this uh, Kentucky team. I mean, they're they a solid team all around. They have a good culture. They're well coached. It's just that, you know, when you lose your
1: two quarterbacks, I mean, there's not much you can do. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, South Carolina did beat Kentucky right Yes. So, and that's also like another argument that people use against us. Like, well, um, like just because a team beats another team doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be ranked ahead of them in the power rankings. Also, Kentucky fans are, have been triggered for a while about their power ranking because we keep pushing them down. I think I because I think that's the actually one team that y'all differ the most on which uh, where to rank them.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's just. I mean that's this what I say like every week like well after Texas A&M at six like no one's good like I mean it's just like differing levels of shitty yeah like honestly like and it just depends on like which shit smells the best honestly between all of them on the on a given week yeah I mean it changes all the time and I mean Kentucky like you know it's just man it's just it's hard. because like, like like I mean they're none of them are good like they're. Like, I think Arkansas is – I think Arkansas and Vanderbilt are definitely the two worst. But, like, I mean, after that, like, you know, South Carolina, I feel like, is a talented team with a pretty solid quarterback. Um, And they have, like, obviously the biggest win out of any of the teams. Um, And then, like, Tennessee has probably been, like, the best team, like, of late. But they also, you know, have two really bad out-of-conference losses from earlier in the season. So, I mean, it's just like – I mean – are any of them really that good? Like, I I just feel like, you know, we're kind of splitting hairs here. Like, we're kind of just – I don't know. Like I hate to say, like, our power rankings don't matter because they're one of the most important things in college football. But, like, I mean, let's just calm down a little bit. Like, no one – like, I don't, I don't feel like anyone ranked after Texas AM really has a right to be upset about where they're ranked.
1: Kentucky's a 10 and a half point favorite in this game at Vanderbilt. Oh, would you be surprised if Derek Mason pulled off a win here at home?
2: A win? I would be surprised. I would not be surprised at off if they covered the 10 and a half point spread, but I just, I just don't know what Vanderbilt's doing on offense at all. Like, I just like, I mean, I understand that Kentucky, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise anyone if they struggled on offense in this game as well. But I just don't know how Vanderbilt's going to move the ball. Like, their offense has been atrocious these last few weeks. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Um, you know, they they scored 21 on Missouri, which was impressive. But other than that, they have uh, six against Ole Miss, 10 against UNLV, seven versus uh, South Carolina, and then uh, got shut out last week by Florida. So, I mean, their offense has been pretty much – Awful, and I mean Kentucky's hasn't been great or anything, but I feel like Lynn Bowden is going to be able to create enough plays, sustain enough drives, you know, pick up enough first downs with his legs to uh, extend drives, and um, eventually Kentucky's just going to pull away in the end. How many times does he actually throw the ball? I need to
1: look that up because
3: the only
2: yeah, it's been like five or six times a game or something like that. I think
3: he only threw it four times in his last outing, which isn't really a lot. I mean, they they. You throw that much, like it's hard to really even respect the pass. I mean, if you're if you're throwing only that amount of a game, I would probably just stack eight or nine guys in the box every time, every
1: play. Yeah, I have that spy going on. I'm looking up his stats now against. Um, ooh man, ESPN doesn't even have it right because he does. They don't even show his passing. Uh, so they only shows receiving and rushing because <laughs> Uh, he didn't rush the ball 60, 26 times against Tennessee. That's a shit ton for a quarterback. But that's just what he does. You still think he'll get drafted just because of his uh, potential and his playmaking ability?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's a really good punt returner as well. So, I mean, I definitely think um, he's going to get drafted somewhere. Um, I think, you know, obviously as a receiver and a returner, but, you know, not as a quarterback for sure.
1: Well, definitely not as a quarterback, but – Kind of like um he could be like Denard Robinson, um, because he was his quarterback and was never also Denard Robinson's a little bit better quarterback than Lynn Bowden. But yeah, definitely a better passer.
2: He was not a good passer either, though.
1: Yeah, very true. So uh we're all picking Kentucky this game, but Vanderbilt could cover. I think I think I might go against y'all and actually pick Vanderbilt. Not that my picks matter or anything, but um Derek Mason pulls out some weird wins that Dude. you don't understand.
2: Alex, your picks, your picks matter.
1: Yes, they do. Because uh, Vanderbilt beat uh, Missouri, right? And that was like a head-scratcher. So I think they can do the same against Kentucky here, uh, which would be crazy. But um, it would be fun to see Derek Mason. I'm just rooting for Derek Mason here. I want to see him on the mic after the game.
2: Me yeah, too. I, heard... I just want to see him save his
1: job. Well, I don't know if that's possible now. I just feel like it's too late. But we'll see. Hey, Mikey. I'm going to be sad when Vanderbilt does fire him, though. It's crazy because he could have been, like, the head coach at, like, Colorado State or somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I still – I think what's well, going to happen ultimately
3: to Mason is so that he's going to end up being defensive coordinator, you know, in the conference after he gets fired. I mean,
1: I guarantee somebody in this conference is going to pick him up real quick. Real quick. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But he's going to save his job with this win against Kentucky this week. I'm, I'm ready for it. Um other games. South Carolina at AM. This is one South Carolina needs. Uh AM probably needs it too, uh, in fairness, because they don't wanna only win six games this year, because I think they still have Georgia and LSU coming up on the schedule. So that's probably two losses there. Um, but South South Carolina's trying to get to a bowl game and they have to beat AM or AM and Clemson now. So uh it's gonna be tough. But we'll see what happens. What are your thoughts on this
2: game, Holt? Um, I like South Carolina to keep this one close. Um, I just feel like, you know, everyone's kind of coming out saying like, you know, South Carolina lost to App State last week and, you know, their season's over and whatever. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if South Carolina showed to play a good game. They're a really talented team. Um, I really like some of the guys they have on the defensive line and Texas m hasn't exactly been like dominant this year. I mean, I think that they're definitely the better team and they're at home and I've don't give South Carolina like a huge shot to win it or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if South Carolina kept this game close. And if this was one of the, the better matchups this week in the SEC. JB has everybody forgotten about A&M and the SEC? I mean, somewhat. I mean,
3: they're, they're kind of stuck in the middle between the elite teams and the really shitty teams. I mean, they're just, they're the only team that's stuck in the middle currently. I mean, they're, they're beating everybody they should, but they're losing everybody that's better than them. So that's, I mean, I guess the expectations, you know, they're kind of meeting what, you know, we expected them to do in the preseason. But at the same time, uh, the, you know, I still think they're, you know, they're on track to be a really good team next year. I, I know Kellen Mond is definitely looking at the drafts, but, you know, if he comes back, I mean, it could be a really, they could really be the team that, uh, you know, takes off next year and, you know, be like how Kentucky was last year and, you know, be a nine or 10 win team just because how many guys are going to have coming back. Who the hell
1: is holding Calumon that he should go pro?
3: Um, he, that was really mainly talked about in the preseason. I mean, he hasn't had you know a great season, but he's had a you know decent season. I mean, it's not awesome, but he's definitely got the skills I think to be an NFL quarterback. But I think he would do himself a lot better to come back for another year. You don't really lose draft stock coming back in college, you know, in football, unlike basketball. I think it you only help your
1: stock if you come back your senior year in football,
2: especially as a quarterback. Um,
1: I don't know about that because y'all think about it. Uh, Cardo Jones after that national championship game could have gone like the first round or maybe second round, but he, he stayed for his senior year at Ohio state and didn't get drafted in the first or second round after that.
3: Yeah. But I mean, if Callan Mon were to leave, I mean, if he got drafted, it'd be in the later rounds. I think if he came back and had another year under tutelage, you know, with Jim and with a slightly more favorable schedule next year, I mean, and with all the pieces they have coming back, I mean, he could have a, you know, a bigger, you know, big time senior year and, you know, really improve his draft stock. And I mean, I think right now that's probably the scenario that's most likely is that he will come back and and improve
1: his stock. Yeah, you say that. Uh, think about Joe Burrow, who probably wouldn't have been drafted before this year um, as a quarterback. And now he's, everybody's talking about him being like the first first round draft pick quarterback. So, it definitely can happen. Um, also, on that topic, do y'all remember when Andrew Luck announced that he was coming back for a senior year at Stanford? Like, that was the biggest shock to me ever because I thought he was for sure gone because he was going to be the number one pick. Got to get his degree. I guess. He's, I mean, hey. He was, like
2: a, he was like an engineering major at Stanford. So, I mean, yeah. like, you can't just, like, put in all that work and then just bail, like, with however many credit hours left. I guess not, but I mean, he probably he probably had. I insurance. think uh, time has proven that Andrew Luck like, does not love college football or love football the way that a lot of a lot of players do. Yeah,
1: he probably also he probably had an insurance policy. I would guess that he. Well, today, yeah, I'm
2: sure he did. So like, that plus, be- like, it definitely helps that his dad, like, you know, rich. yeah, that always helps too. Yeah.
1: So ugly game for South Carolina against. Texas a and but AM and m prevails ultimately as well. I think we're all saying in this game. Yeah,
3: I mean, I actually think South Carolina is going to cover. I mean,
0: I,
1: yeah, I think they're going
3: to cover that 10 and a half point spread. And, I mean, I think it's going to be close, you know, at the end. I mean, South Carolina, you know, their backs are against the wall. They need to win this game. I mean, I don't expect them to beat Clemson, but if they can win this game, at least they'll have a shot, you know, at home the following weekend to, you know, pull the upset of the year and get themselves bowl eligible. So, at least if they want to have their shot, they need to win uh, this weekend in College Station, in which, you know, A&M, you know, in College Station at home, they can they can definitely be stuck up on. They, as, for whatever reason, A&M does sometimes
1: sleepwalk when they're at home. LSU, Ole Miss. Debbie, why does Ole Miss hate LSU so freaking much? They Obviously, they hate Mississippi State more, but for some reason – LSU hates, or Ole Miss hates LSU like the second most. Yeah, this rivalry really goes back to the uh, Johnny Vaught
3: days, like in, you know, in the 60s. That was, that back then, that Ole Miss-LSU was a uh, premier rivalry in the SEC, and of course now it's not. LSU's uh, moved on to greener pastures and gotten other rivals, but Ole Miss, you know, fans still deeply have a hatred for LSU. I don't think LSU fans hate Ole Miss as much as Ole Miss fans hate LSU, but, That rivalry is more of a, you know, as as far as I would think that rivalry is more for the older folks. I think, you know, the younger generation definitely looks at Mississippi State as the biggest rival. But you ask, you know, someone in their 70s or 80s, they're probably going to still say it's LSU. They say, do they say go to
1: hell LSU after the national anthem? Sometimes they do, yeah. I mean, I've heard it before. I think State does that too, right? For
2: LSU?
1: I've I've heard LSU too. Like I've heard, I've I definitely heard Ole Miss, but I think I've heard LSU go to hell. LSU too.
2: Yeah, i usually just hear go to hell Ole Miss. Yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe in your experiences you've heard something different.
1: Yeah, we say Memphis says go to hell Ole Miss sometimes, but then nobody says go to hell Memphis. Cause I don't think anybody cares about Memphis. Like one way, yeah, maybe like, like Southern Miss or UAB <laughs> or somebody. Southern Miss. <laughs> so they um. The UAB g- or robbery game was called the Battle of the Bones or something like that.
2: That's a like, pretty cool name.
1: Yeah, you get like I think you get like a rib trophy. It's like a trophy of ribs because I think it's like it's supposed to be like a barbecue thing.
2: That's pretty cool. I never knew that.
1: Yeah, I have to look at and see what's. it's it. I miss
2: those old uh, Conference USA robberies. Memphis-Louisville, I- that was a good one.
3: Yeah,
1: that was a great basketball robbery. Yeah, well, that, for sh- that too. But I actually, yeah, I miss like the pre-Power 5. Um, when, like, all the conferences, like, felt like had more of a fair chance. Because it was more fun to watch Conference USA and even, like, the Big East matchups, even though they didn't play great football all the time. But you remember, like, West Virginia playing Pittsburgh or something like that. That was a good Big East matchup. But now we have the uh, great Power Five that limits the great matchups. So, LSU Ole Miss whole
2: blowout right I mean, you would think so. Um, you know, looking at this game – Uh, LSU's coming off of two really big wins Against Auburn and Alabama Pretty much uh, locking up the West Um, You know, this is a a road game Um, You know, as we've stated Ole Miss is definitely not very big fans of LSU Um, And Ole Miss did play Auburn pretty close Um, You know, some of that had to do with some missed field goals But, um, you know, I just I sort of feel like LSU might be sleepwalking in this one Uh, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for them. Um, I don't think Ole Miss is going to be able to score in this game, which is going to kind of, you know, maybe limit some opportunities for them to pull the upset. But I wouldn't be surprised if LSU kind of got to a little bit of a slow start and uh, maybe if Plumlee is able to put together a drive early and get a touchdown, uh, maybe this game uh, is a little uncomfortable for LSU fans uh, in the first half. But I think eventually, you know, obviously LSU is going to pull away. They just have too much on offense and, I just don't think Ole Miss has enough on either side of the ball to really keep up. I think, I think Ole Miss
1: will actually score a little bit on LSU, um, just because they're at home. And I just don't feel like LSU's defense has the same intensity they've always had in the past with their offense scoring so much. No. Well, I'm just
2: worried about like Ole Miss's passing game. Like I like I want to, but like Clumley just does not do enough in the passing game, and I think. Uh, obviously LSU's DBs are good enough to, um, you know, play man-to-man and put some extra bodies in the box to stop the run. And if Ole Miss can't run the ball, they're definitely not going to be able to pass it. So I just don't know how they're going to be able to move the ball in this game. Yeah. But we said that before, and uh, I feel like it's happened more,
1: more and more that uh, teams score against LSU. Uh, JB, what do you got in this game to tell us? Uh, not much to add. I mean, I think that this
3: is going to be a boat race. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a letdown at all on LSU's side. I mean, I I just really think that Orgeron's done a really good job of keeping this team focused all season. And I think they're going to go into Ole Miss, you know, making this a business trip. And I think they're going to, uh, you know, run away with it. I think that it's just a bad matchup all around for Ole Miss. I just don't think they have the horses, you know, to keep up with LSU. I think LSU's going to, you know, be able to score it well and get, you know, over 30 points. And I don't I don't even know if uh, LMS is going to get over double digits in points for it. I mean, I think it's going to be a blowout. I Means not much else to say.
2: And you know Orgeron is going to be up for this game. Um, So, like, he, I feel like he's still got some bad blood towards the Ole Miss people. Yeah.
3: Except except the lady that runs the chicken on a stick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which one of y'all tweeted that? One of y'all tweeted that out or somebody – I read an article about it at least.
3: That would have been me. Yeah. The chicken on a stick is pretty le- legit, though, I
1: have to add. did not they get, like, super crowded there after games?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very popular after games. I mean, I've, you can get the chicken on a stick year-round, but, I mean, definitely on game day weekends, uh, there's people that definitely will sometimes line up out outside the door, you know, line up to get a chicken on
2: a stick. Do they put pickles on
3: there? I uh, No, they don't. Oh, so,
2: you put pickles on there. Yeah, I say. Yeah, well, that place must suck then, because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Oh, did you ever talk to that girl at the wedding? The Mississippi State girl. <laughs> it was a Mississippi State girl at the
1: wedding? I think so. No, I, think... I don't remember that. That's a lie. Is that with the doctor? No, no. no. I think you. I think you know, think you know what I'm talking about. You just don't I
2: really, I honestly don't. I, I really don't remember any Mississippi State girls being at the wedding. That's
1: a story for another time. Yeah, well, it's not like you were like she was like wearing Mississippi State stuff, like
2: her. Well, I not. I mean, I remember. I remember a girl. I don't remember her being a Mississippi State girl. I do remember being told that she was a doctor. And no, I did not talk to her. Oh,
1: so I think we're talking about the same girl, but maybe we're getting our facts mixed up because I thought she went to Mississippi State. But
2: no, I think that man. part of the story. I think that part of the story was exaggerated uh, in efforts to encourage me to uh, go talk to her. But Damn. I did not.
1: You should have been like, you should have, you could have gone on that either two, two ways, like said, you're a doctor or something, or you could have been like, I'm a nurse, which would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have been like, <laughs> and that, like, how much, uh, like, the late night uh, HBO or Cinemax shows start off like, oh, you're the doctor, I'm the nurse. <laughs> I don't know, Alex, like you tell me. I, I don't know, man. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading about this drunk Titanic survivor and you never know what you find out on the Wikipedias. <laughs> Start wiki hopping. Anyway, how, how is your research coming on that Titanic survivor? Well, it's it's really tough to research and uh keep talking for like leading the questions here for y'all. So yes, but at least I got that. you interested in that. Now that you're looking it up, like you had to look it up to see that I was actually uh not putting on some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but like I google everything. Like any kind of Interesting factor thought that comes to my mind. I Google it because like I want to see what has been said about it before. And you definitely, <laughs> the best thing to do is save it for work. <laughs> save it for work, and then you can like.
2: Man, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous. Like that y'all can like surf the web at work. Man, I'm like on the phone the whole time, so it's it's not it's not great. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. And one hey,
1: one day you're gonna you're gonna find that doctor, and you're gonna marry her, and then you're not gonna have to work on Sundays. Yeah. I'll
2: be a
0: stay
1: at home dad. Stay at home, dad. That's your mom. I'd be a proud stay at home dad. We have games to pick this week. We have JB sent me some, and I liked most of them. There's some games I didn't like, so I, I changed them around. But we have seven games to pick, and some of these games we might want to stop and talk about for a little bit more because there's uh, they're good national games, and there's you know something we can add to it besides saying who's going to win. But the reason why we're picking these seven games is why JB.
3: It's because we, or not we, me and Holt are currently in a contest. Uh, these last few weeks, uh, he and I have been going back and forth. Uh, you know, I, he'd have a one-game lead. I'd have a one-game lead. Then, you know, I've, now I've got the one-game lead back. But uh, the winner between us is a winner, obviously, because if the person loses our contest at the end of the season, you know, our pick em contest, the loser will have to uh, wear the winner's favorite team's gear And we'll have to take a Facebook profile picture of himself wearing that gear and also put it on Twitter as well. So that's going to really suck for the loser. But hopefully I'm not the loser. I think, as Holt says, it's going to suck more for him if he loses rather than me.
1: Quick question. Uh, JB, if you win and Holt loses, Holt has to make his profile picture of him wearing Tennessee stuff. Would you also make your profile picture of Holt wearing Tennessee stuff? Because I think that would be funny, too. No, no, I wouldn't put hold on my Facebook for that.
3: I might like maybe I post a photo about it. You know, him losing the bet. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna really double down on
1: embarrassing him if that happens. I think he's gonna be embarrassed enough if he has to make that his profile picture. Oh, would you do that to JB? Yeah, I feel like I would.
2: Uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but I maybe have some ideas.
1: Also, I think like I feel like y'all whoever whoever loses, neither of y'all should talk about it being a bet. Cause then it makes it like just try to like confuse everybody. It makes it even worse. Like you we should have like raised the stakes a little bit and like said the, the winner gets to pick like the the status or what they say when they post a the picture.
2: Yeah well you know it's funny Alex is like when we were trying to figure this out at the beginning of the season you wanted like nothing to do with it but now like now you got all these goddamn opinions. <laughs> goddamn opinions. Trying to raise the stakes like
3: I don't even remember it being a Facebook profile picture in the beginning of the year. It's really just gonna be Twitter but then one of y'all threw in t-
1: Facebook profile as well, because Facebook makes it more more legit and more official. Because Twitter, it's like your family members, your not all your friends see your Twitter picture, but Facebook, everybody sees that your your grandma, your uncle, that's, that's going to make fun of you and like wonder what the hell's going on. So um, it's better with Facebook. It's it's more uh, more official with Facebook. But anyway, we got games to pick. Um, we'll start this off with a little. Texas at Iowa State. JB, who you got?
3: Gotta yeah, go with Iowa State here. I mean, I think this is a this is a really a tough game to call, but you know, I really I like Matt Campbell. I like his Iowa State team. Uh, they're at home in Ames, Iowa. I'm going to go with Iowa State.
1: All right, Holt Smash. Can you pick Tom yeah. Herman in the big games?
2: Uh, that's all I was just about to say. Tom Herman is an underdog. Has been pretty outstanding in his career. Um, Iowa State has been a really good team this year, but they do have the four losses. Um, Sam Ellinger is a really solid quarterback, and Tom Herman always finds a way to pull the upset in some big games. So I'm going to go with Texas in this one to
1: pull the upset on the road over Iowa State. I like where we're headed. It's a disagreement on the first game. All right. Next game we got is Mississippi State and Alabama. Holt smash, Who you got? Are we really picking this game? <laughs> no, I'm just messing you all. I kind of want to go through with it for a little bit. Just Dude, making... the real question is, like,
2: who's going to lose worse between Mississippi State and Ole Miss yeah. this week?
1: Yeah, do you think there's, like, there's bragging rights between Ole Miss and Mississippi State on whoever loses worse this weekend?
2: Yeah, there's, like, already Ole Miss fans, like, talking about how they, like, kept it close against Auburn and State got blown out. <laughs> <laughs> got to get those moral
1: victories wherever you can. Yeah, that's right.
0: Man, I was thinking
1: about doing this two ways, like, messing this up, either – like picking obvious games like that, Mississippi State and Alabama, or just doing some like games that don't even exist, but that are kind of believable, like West Virginia versus versus Arkansas, or, not Arkansas, but like Kansas or something like that. A game that's already happened, or a game that
2: um, seems believable that's not even actually a game,
1: but we have well, to. Do I it. thought I
2: thought you were going to go with uh, Central Michigan and Ball State. I thought that one was coming up. No, but I am
1: uh, I am doing a little and bet tonight. And Toledo's coming back. They need to, they need to cover, I think it's like two, oh. six points or something like that. But anyway, uh, next game up is Oklahoma at Baylor. This isn't a hard one, I feel like, for either of you. So, just go ahead and tell me how you're going to pick Oklahoma. J.B., start it off. I'm going to go with the Sooners here, Boomer Sooner. All right. I think Baylor finally loses.
2: Is there any hope for a, a Baylor here, Holt? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't necessarily been a great team this year. Matt Rule's a really good coach. Um, You know, I think Baylor is kind of similar to Kansas State in a way, just the type of team that they are. And I I just wouldn't be surprised if they were able to, uh, you know, to kind of control the tempo in this game and kind of keep the Oklahoma offense off the field a little bit. Um, So I definitely expect a close game here. Um, I definitely do not think this will be an easy win for Oklahoma, but I I can't pick against Oklahoma in this one. I mean, they're just – too much firepower on offense, and uh, I just think eventually they're going to prevail in the second half. Gotcha. <laughs> Your favorite, JB, Minnesota at Iowa.
3: Well, Iowa is, you know, is fucked over me and Holt uh, three times total, me twice, <laughs> Holt once. Something's got to give eventually. I'm going to go with Iowa at home. I I mean, I just – I think they match up really well with Minnesota. I think both teams are very similar in nature, but – Iowa, you know, at home in Kinnick Stadium, they always seem to pull off an upset every year. I, I picked them to win, have the upset at home already this year. I guess – I think it was against Penn State. I think they uh, finally get that upset at home this year. They upset Minnesota, knock them off the unbeaten ranks after Minnesota comes off a high after they beat uh, Penn
2: State at home last week. So, I'm
3: going to go with Iowa Hawkeyes. Riding it
2: out. Hope, who you got? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I always really been screwing a sermon this year. Um I actually really regret picking them last week. I really just did it just because I thought it would be funny if they won after JV picked uh, Wisconsin. Um, But, unfortunately, I'm going to make JV sweat this one out because I'm going to go with Minnesota in this one. Um, This is a blackout game and a huge game for for Iowa. You know, they do usually have that one upset win. Um, I think it's going to be a really raucous environment, Minnesota's – Coming off, you know, their biggest win maybe in school history, but man, I was just so impressed with their offense last week. Just so efficient. Um, just played very, very well. Um, you know, I just, I just really like this Minnesota team. Um, I think they're going to go on the road and get the win. I just think that I was a little bit. They don't really have enough going on offense. Um, I think the fact that Minnesota is just a little bit more efficient on offense. Um, the cor- the quarterback for uh, Iowa. I'm totally drawing a blank on his name right now. Stanley. Hey, Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, he's had a really solid year yardage wise, but they haven't been a very productive offense. And I think it's kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of the opposite for Minnesota. Um, you know, with Morgan, he's been a, a much more efficient quarterback. They've got some really talented receivers at Minnesota, and I mean, I hate to talk about this game too much, but I just think it's a really exciting matchup. But uh, I just. think minnesota's got a little more firepower on offense and i I just think they're going to find a way to get the win yeah
3: i will say this is one of the uh, underrated rivalries in the big 10 i mean between minnesota iowa wisconsin all three of those schools equally hate each other it's a big uh, triangle
2: rivalry between those three and man how awesome would it be if minnesota won out and was 11-0 going into a wisconsin game that would be like incredible because that's that's a huge rivalry.
1: Or Minnesota versus Ohio State undefeated in the Big Ten championship—that would be fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just look—I know I just said a lot of nice things about Minnesota. but They're not beating Ohio State. Yeah, well, I don't know who
1: really is this year. I mean, maybe the playoff, but LSU. But it's—I um, no, don't think
2: anyone in the Big Ten's beating Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State looks on another level this year. Um,
1: okay, that was a long ass answer. So thank you for that deep, detailed uh, analysis there, Holt. Georgia at Auburn. JB, who you got? You know, I
3: picked Auburn in the preseason. And I did say earlier in the podcast that I think Malzahn is going to be the coach at Arkansas. I still believe he is. But that doesn't mean I don't think he's going to be Georgia this week. And I'm going to go with Auburn to beat Georgia. And I picked in the preseason. I just think that Auburn is going to be able to squeak this one out on a very defensive game. I like Auburn's defense a little bit more. So I'm going with Auburn.
1: That's exactly who
2: I like too, J.B., but go ahead, hold. Okay. That kind of surprised me because at first I thought you were saying you were picking Georgia. I, I was so confused. But uh, I'm actually going with Georgia in this one. Um, really tough defensive matchup. Um, I do like Gus Malzahn in this spot just as a coach. But to me, it comes down to the quarterback play. And I just think Fromm is kind of being slept on a little bit this year. I'm not really getting the respects he deserves because I think his offensive coordinator has been holding him back a little bit. But um, in a defensive game like this, uh, I'm going to go with the quarterback who's not going to make the big mistake. And I trust Brom to not make the big mistake. And Bo Nicks, I'm still not really sold on. Um, so I'm going to go with Georgia in this one to get the win on the road. And on, I mean, the other thing too um, is Georgia is still competing for a playoff spot, obviously, at this time. I mean, they control their own destiny. They know that if they went out um, they're in not like they need extra motivation to win this game, but I just think the fact that they're in the playoff running gives them an edge um in this game. Well, Auburn does like to fuck people over oh you should know that they really do they really do and I mean this is you know this game has Gus Malzon game written all over it like it really does, yeah, so I'm surprised to hear you picking Georgia, but I like an opinion. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm hoping you're okay JB Whatever whatever noise. He just you're... did the Gus on boom, but he did, he even did like the arm thing with it too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can see it now, JB. Uh, Navy at Notre Dame. Oh, who
2: you got? Uh, I gotta go with uh, Notre Dame in this one. Um, I would love to be wrong. I really would. Um, nothing would, uh, there's no game in the country. I'd rather be wrong about than this one. Um, I would really like Notre Dame to lose one more game this year. Um if if possible. JB. But <laughs> but I'm going with Notre Dame.
3: Well, just like Holt, I really want Notre Dame I mean Notre Dame to lose. I think Navy is gonna give Notre Dame four quarters of fight here. I think this game's gonna go right down the wire. But I just gotta go Notre Dame here at home in Southbound and not Southbound. <laughs> Uh, south bend and i i mean south bend, i know that song is, south bend, oh, I, I hate that song so much
2: south bend. what about that south
3: song bend? is one of the worst songs ever recorded but <laughs>
1: besides the point i got i'm going to notre dame here cmas are tonight so that was on point hold if you just want to let that one out for a little bit longer
2: oh okay. that wasn't me that was carrie
1: oh my bad my bad the spirit was moving us i can't believe you listened to this podcast you must be really a big fan of dursa or something <laughs> I was just about to say that. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Got Got um USC at Cal. Um hold, you know that people in South Carolina like get all mad about who the real USC is?
2: Yeah, I don't I never really understood that. Um I mean feel. I feel like when most people say USC, they think of Southern California, and not yeah. South Carolina. Um but you know that's like Arkansas saying like they're the real UA or something like that instead of Alabama or whatever. It's just kind of like, you know what, like when there's a dominant program and average program, like obviously, you know, the larger program is going to get more recognition. And I mean, everyone calls them USC. So that's just what they're known by. Cal is average as of late. Yeah. I mean, no, they definitely have been, but not to the point where people started calling them Southern Cal instead of USC. I feel like South Carolina is still mostly referred to as Southern Cal. Or, fuck. It's South oh, Carolina.
1: Who the fuck do you have in this game?
2: Um, I'm going to go with USC. Um, that- I just think they have more talent. Um, I mean, I like Cal. I really do. Going back to our preseason Ole Miss preview. Um, shout out to people who understand that reference. But, yeah, I'm going with USC, though. JB?
3: Yeah, I'm going with USC as well. I mean, I think they have more talent. Cal got an impressive win earlier this year, you know, winning in Oxford uh, and also beating Washington. But I, I got to go with USC on this one. I think they're just more talented and better quarterback play.
1: I know you aren't watching this action game, but it's probably over by watching it on my laptop here. I have a um, nice little two dollar bet on this uh, Toledo to cover, or yeah, Toledo to cover. So um, kind of hoping this. What's one works the
2: line? Out.
1: I don't know what the original line was, but I got it at seven. Uh, Toledo. Uh Toledo, I think it's Toledo plus seven because Northern Illinois was up by seven at one point. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's a good check. My check my uh, my bank records. Um yes. happens. Tulane at Temple, Holt. Um, not a super exciting game to pick, but still a close game to pick nonetheless. Uh
2: who got, Holt? Well, I mean, i pretty much every time we've had Tulane, I pick Tulane. I just I love Willie Fritz, and I love their offense. They run kind of the same offense that Georgia State runs. That's where Willie Fritz came from. But I'm just, i just a really big fan of the offense, and I I love watching them play. And I also love their logo. Um, I'm just a big fan of Tulane, and I just kind of have a a crush on on their program. So I pretty much always pick them, if you haven't noticed. So I'm going to keep that going. Uh, They did kind of screw me over against Navy. Um, a few weeks ago, and JB got that win for, uh, against me. But I'm going back to uh, Tulane again the greenway to get the win over Temple on the road. JB?
3: I like Tulane as well. So, um, I, I, just like Old said, like, I, I think Tulane definitely has a better offense. I mean, their defense and Temple's defense are about neck and neck, but Tulane just has more explosive firepower on offense. And
1: I like Tulane, too. I uh, win this one. All right. That's the end of our games. There's a couple uh, left off. JB, I don't really like the App State Georgia State game um, to pick, but, and there might be been another game of left off, but that's the end of them. No, that's the
3: only one you left off, which is okay. Right. That's not, not a big
1: deal. I was just trying to give
3: us, I picked that game as the eighth game just to have even number amount of games. But, I mean, I think this week has a, you know, some strong games, but it's not as deep, you know, as far as how many games you can pick this this week.
2: So what games are we different on? We differed on Texas, Iowa State. We differed on Al- or, uh, Auburn, Georgia, and we differed on Minnesota, Iowa. Yep, those are the three different. So
3: it's only three. Okay. Yeah, three this week.
2: Those are the big ones to watch out for. But out of
3: seven games, we picked three differently. I mean, I, I still say that's pretty efficient.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to listen to us pick all the same teams anyway, so it's good. Yeah.
3: We've been really good the last five or six weeks picking a lot of different games.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, like how even we've been. Like it really is. Like, I mean, if you think about, like, you know, I know Alex could probably run the numbers on this, but I, you have to think, like, the odds of the course of the whole season for us to be, like, one game apart this late in week 12 is is pretty, uh, you know, not likely statistically. Yeah,
3: and then also, like, each of us have one good week and one bad week. Like, I'm due for a bad week and Holt's due for a good week this week because it's, it's been going back and forth week by week, about who has a good week, who has a bad week. And not either one of us has been able to – Put any separation on the other the last you know month or so.
1: Any final words before we call it a night? Um. Roll, Todd.
2: Who? Fuck you. <laughs>
1: was a classic quote. I don't know if we can. The good thing about us is that we're not we're not over the traditional TB cable providers, so we're allowed to cuss a little bit and say what and we want. And got, I
3: got another one. I'm Iowa, the state of Iowa, I love you. I need you to come through for me this weekend because I picked both of your schools to prevail in, a ga- in games against Holtz, I need need the state
1: of Iowa to uh, do its thing for me. I thought that was, like, a quote at first. I was like, where is this from? Then Yeah, I did too. I,
2: think. I thought you had, like, another, like, that or quote or something. Yeah. It got me all mixed up in the game. All right. Thank
1: you all for listening to this podcast. You can always follow us on Twitter at SEC Slow Smoked. And uh, make sure to subscribe to us and listen to us for the Week 12 recap on Sunday. See you later.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.